and remind people to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast and the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network wherever you get your podcast because that's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We're coming at you twice a week here in the offseason, spending a ton of time, of course, on the 2023 NFL draft for the 49ers. But Mark, if you're looking at the, the picks here, and and maybe you might have tipped your hand a little bit, outside of Jake Moody, <laughs> who do you feel like has the best chance to get on the field uh, consistently? On the field consistently? You mean beyond special teams? I would say, yeah, be, have the best chance to get snaps uh, maybe not consistently because that would kind of, in, I guess, envision them starting at some point. Um, but who do you think has the best chance to get on the field outside of special teams? I think it's Latu. I really do. I think the 49ers drafted him with the mindset that he will immediately be their second tight end. And knowing the 49ers offensive scheme, Evan, they use two tight ends really often. Um, and I think there's maybe a, a mind of the 49ers to trying to cut back George Kittle's snaps a little bit. He will turn 30 this year, Evan. George Kittle will. And uh, he tends to play almost every single snap for the 49ers. I'm not saying that Cameron Latu is nearly as good as George Kittle. It's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, but I think when you consider the position, um, I think Latu is going to be the most seen Niners rookie not on special teams this coming year. I think he has a relatively big role. He's a big body. He has good hands. He can catch the ball. I wouldn't be shocked if he has multiple touchdowns this year either, Evan. I think he sees the field on offense on a very consistent basis from game to game. Not a ton of snaps necessarily, but consistently on the field for offensive plays. I think it's Cameron Latu. I'll grab some pine Charlie Warner. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. So no, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I obviously there's going to be, I think a lot of need based off of if there's anybody that goes down, like, and I think that also why is kind of why they're, they're poking around at certain positions. Um, I, I do, I do wonder though, the interest in a guy like Daryl Luter jr. Out of Southern Alabama, because the 49ers have had kind of this run in the fifth round of maybe not right off the bat, but selecting guys and not just cornerbacks, but players that have been able to contribute in a semi immediate fashion. Like you're looking at, you know, Samuel Womack. Uh, you're looking at Amador Lenore, Sko Ducks. Uh, you're looking at Colton McKivitt and Drake Love. Round picks from the last four drafts that have been able to contribute pretty close to immediately. Um, I was also you know, reading about the fact that Luter is pretty good in press coverage. He's a physical cornerback. He's a guy that only allowed 45% of passes to be completed his way in college. Um, and of course, the Foreigners have had a lot of success in that fifth round. So based off of trends, that would be my pick. Based off of the immediate need and talent, I'm with you that Lotsu would be the guy. Interesting. I like that. I also think there is a chance that Jair Brown, the safety, the guy that they picked, uh, their first overall pick, 87th overall, they traded up to get. I think there's a very real possibility um, that what this does is it shifts around the depth chart. So you remember they signed Miles Hartfield uh, this this offseason, you know, a, a month and a half or so ago. Uh, and the thought was he probably is your third safety. I think Brown now is probably your third safety. Um, and maybe that allows someone like Miles My Hartfield to potentially play 
your nickel corner spot. Who knows? And, and that could be an unforeseen kind of uh, move because of this pick of Jair Brown. And I think the 49ers like him enough um, that if he has a good camp, if he has a good offseason program, maybe he gets some regular snaps at safety here or there uh, throughout the regular season as well. But that position seems to be a little bit more tied up than some of the others. I agree with you. Um, and again, going back to what I said about the tight end spot, there's, there is a definite need for two tight ends in the 49ers system. Uh, and I think Latu has a much better chance to be that number two than someone like Jair Brown does as the number two safety. Um, so I think I'd still stick, stick with that tight end spot, but I'm with you. I mean, the Niners will probably try to test guys out here or there, see what they got. Uh, because that's that's what they've tended to do over the years. Amory Thomas was a guy as well. Uh, you're going through a list who I don't think you mentioned, but he certainly fits that mold as well, who has gotten some snaps, hasn't played great, but he's gotten some really high-pressure, high-profile snaps. Uh, and, he, and what, he had that interception against the Rams the end of the regular season two years ago, which, so, which sealed the win and, and sealed the Niners going to the playoffs. So... Uh, there are certainly snaps up for grabs. It's just a matter, I think, of who performs well in those snaps and therefore who earns the trust of the coaching staff. No, 100%. I think the only guy that we haven't mentioned uh, specifically was Ronnie Bell, another Michigan Wolverine, but a seventh-round pick wide receiver who's probably fighting for that that fifth spot with Willie Sneed and others. Um, but as far as the surprises of this draft, Mark, whether it was a player – whether it was maybe someone they didn't pick, what do you think was the biggest surprise from the 49ers in this draft? Um, for me, it's that I, I know a lot of you, and I know I kind of want to say kicker as well. Um, but for me, it's not drafting a tackle uh, because I just thought that was one of their biggest spots of need. Um but I, I will say one thing about this, Evan, and I kind of teased it earlier. The 49ers are now going to be about $11 million or so under the salary cap uh, after they restructured Christian McCaffrey's contract. They saved a bunch of money by restructuring Christian McCaffrey's contract, Evan. So what does this mean? They are probably going to add another veteran or two this offseason. When might you expect it? Well, it's a very good question uh, because after May 2nd, which is today, those of you listening, most likely we're recording this Monday, May 1st, but Tuesday, May 2nd, after May 2nd, the compensatory pick formula gets thrown out. So you make any free agent signings, you don't need to potentially pay with a compensatory pick into the future. So what does that mean? After May 2nd, again, today to most of you listening, the 49ers are almost free to go out and sign any remaining free agent that they want. And there are some tackles out there. Certainly, there are some tackles still out there. I mean, some of the guys are Taylor Lewan, Donovan Smith, George Fance, Cameron Irving, Eric Fisher, Isaiah Wynn. There are names out there. Uh, maybe they go out and try to get someone like that. But then you also consider other positions. A lot of people think they still need depth at the defensive end spot. Um, Frank Clark, previously the Chiefs, he's still out there. Guess who else is still out there? Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, most recently a Colt. He's a name that the 49ers have been linked to 
this offseason and past offseasons. So maybe it's not to address their offensive tackle uh, spot, but I think there are moves coming still for the 49ers, Evan. So even though I'm surprised they did not draft an offensive tackle, they're not done making moves this offseason, I don't believe. They would not free up all that space via a Christian McCaffrey restructure to do nothing. They are certainly planning to still do something, so maybe that addresses some depth that they didn't quite address in the draft. Yeah, a free agent signing, a potential trade. Either way, I think that the McCaffrey uh, reshuffling of money gives them some flexibility, and they honestly didn't have a whole lot coming into this draft. So that that's certainly something to keep an eye on. I am with you. Um, I will say that I know I know a lot of people may be also surprised they didn't take a quarterback. Mm. I am not, uh, for reasons that if you've been following this podcast, you would know, because I believe that they have their three quarterbacks, and that will be their quarterback room for this year. Although, who knows? Maybe with $11 million in cash mark, they might be able <laughs> to go out and swing something for another arm. Or just swap one. Who knows? Hey, maybe uh, we go back to your original uh, hot take from a couple of months ago. Maybe they bring Tom Brady out of retirement. You never know. Huh? <laughs> Might cost a little bit more than $11 million, <laughs> uh, considering I think he's got 150 coming his way from Fox. <laughs> but, but, hey, you know what? I would certainly take that. That would be a whole hell of a lot of fun to have a, you know, a skeleton walking around the, the clubhouse, even if it is the skeleton of a goat. So <laughs> I think that, look, my biggest surprise from this draft – Yes, I think offensive line is probably the one that your mind automatically goes to. Just it's because, I mean, as we've as we've discussed, this roster is is stacked. There are very few places that you can improve in. Um, but also, you know, I'm reading about the fact that there this wasn't a, a super a supremely deep um, offensive line class, and maybe they didn't feel like reaching for a certain spot outside of kicker, I was one that they needed to address. And I also, I mean, I, I thought that they were pretty precise trading up in a more top heavy fashion to go and get a guy you envision being in your near future, as well as um, you know, further down the line, I thought was, was smart. But when it comes to a surprise, the amount of, I guess, non, um, I don't know. I don't know how to put this, but, like the 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 skills that they focused on, I felt like had to do primarily with speed of positions you don't typically see. So, undersized linebackers, uh, a speedy defensive end, and then more physical at positions you would typically attribute to speed: cornerback, wide receiver. Uh, they also didn't take a running back in the third round for the first time in a few years. So maybe they also learn from their mistakes in that sense. I. I I, I don't see it as, as zigging where they, you know, where others zag, but you typically, I feel like, imagine positions in which they have drafted having more prototypical traits. And I didn't see a whole lot of that from them. And, and again, you know, they're, they're picking later in the draft. And so there's certainly not everyone's going to be perfect. But I guess the surprise of mine was those physical traits not necessarily matching the positions of the players they chose. Uh, you uh, you took the words out of my mouth. My last you know thought about surprises was they didn't draft a running back. And Kyle Shanahan even said that himself when they were talking about the, the pick of Jake Moody, 99th overall. I mean, you knew that he was about to get drilled with some questions like, 
why the hell did he draft a kicker in the third round? It's the highest a kicker has been drafted since whenever, and it didn't work out for Roberto yeah, Aguayo. His name wasn't Trey Sermon. <laughs> exactly. And, and what he said was, you know, kind of to open the presser, I still can't even believe we didn't draft the running back. You know, he said, you know, with a, a you-know-what eating grin on his face the entire time. <laughs> um, but so I, I'm with you. I mean, I kind of expected just because it's the 49ers and Kyle Shannon, they were going to draft the running back. But uh they filled their quota of, um, I don't know, frustrating their fans in the third round by instead of drafting a running back, drafting a kicker. Um, and again, the pressure is now on Jake Moody to be good and to be a longtime NFL kicker, because if he's anything less than that, the pick is an absolute failure. We're talking a lot about, uh, you know, the, the lack of a tackle in this draft, an offensive tackle. There were guys that they worked out a handful of them, quality, potential quality, starting offensive tackles in the NFL available at 99, a few picks beyond 99 where they drafted the tight end out of Alabama, Cameron Law, too. There were some available there as well. Um, so if if Jake Moody fails and isn't a good NFL kicker, and all the evidence says he will be, but if he's not, it will be one of the worst draft mistakes, draft decisions by, a, by Kyle Shanahan in his 49ers tenure um, because you just simply can't miss on a kicker that you draft that high because there are so many other still quality players out there. This one will be a tough one to swallow if they miss. So the pressure is on to make sure they got this one right. Well, knowing the 49ers, they'll probably miss on that, but then they'll hit on a fifth, sixth, or seventh, <laughs> and that guy will make his completely forget that they ever took a kicker in the third round. Yeah, probably. And uh, we're going to have more, of course, to dig into on our next episode coming out on Thursday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Please listen, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, check us out on the Odyssey app. This is the 415ers. Mark, you got something else? Oh, no. I I'm just fired up that we're no through the draft. We're fired up through the draft. I think there's another move coming. I think we will have more additions to react to. But we're through the draft, and now we're inching closer to a rookie mini camps, and then of course we get to OTAs and all that. I'm looking forward to it. We're getting there. The real getting there. juicy stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. getting into some <laughs> position battles, getting into some potential moves. Mark says, keep your eye out for potential signing. Something's keep happening. Keep your eye out for a potential trade. It does appear that that is coming. We don't know what could be sexy. Could be a lot like this draft. A whole lot of. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. So <laughs> the 415ers, as always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. We will talk to you next time. That'll be Thursday. We appreciate you tuning into this episode. Again, download, rate, subscribe, wherever you podcast. We'll talk to you next time.